Make your communication with schools that you're interested personal. Make it personal. Tell them, what do you love about Purdue that you're reaching out? What do you love about LMU that you you want to you see yourself there for four years? Now I feel like I see this on Twitter of like, here's a video of me hitting tags 12 different coaches that are like from all different conferences, all different schools. Hey, I'm Ashley Agle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive, and I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like, and you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here, so whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. Hey yo, I'm Ashley Burkhart Egel, and I want to wish you a warm welcome back to When the Cleats Come Off. We've already had one returning guest back on the podcast this season, Monica Abbott. If you haven't listened, go check it out. And I am thrilled to have another one back. Last time Sam Fisher was on the pod, we talked about a ton of the inception of Athletes Unlimited, her experience playing at LMU. And honestly, we just talk shop about softball, which again, we do today. And if you haven't checked out that episode, you can learn a little bit more about Sam and her journey, especially her recruiting journey, which I loved. And you'll be able to find that last episode in the show notes. Since then, Sam has been playing with AU still, has a few Hall of Fame honors under her belt, and is currently gearing up for championship season with AU as we speak. This week, we're diving deeper into why she wanted to go mid-major for college and why she would have it no other way, how she's able to always keep the game fun, some exciting new elements of Athletes Unlimited that we never knew about, where she thinks the professional game is headed now that we have two different leagues now, and we even go off on a Twitter tangent as to why we think athletes looking to get recruited are getting it wrong on Twitter and how they can change it and how they should go about it. This conversation literally felt like it only lasted five minutes for us, but that's just because we're two goofballs who just love softball. (laughs) So getting two people as obsessed with it as us, this is a fun conversation. All right, it's time to welcome back softball obsessed, all-American, professional softball player, and Hall of Famer Sam Fisher back to the show. Let's roll. Samu, you're back in the house. How's it feel? It feels great. When you texted me, I was like, oh my gosh, it's happening. I'm coming back and I'm so thrilled. Yay. I just loved our first interview. Like that was the first time I think we had like ever really talked to each other. Truly. Yeah. Like, like sat down and chat. We've always been like friends on social media. We played against each other, but yeah, like a full on down home chat. Mm-hmm. That was our first time. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little about AU, which we're going to definitely dive into AUX and AU today. Uh, yes. We talked about your journey of how you, you know, grew up in California and yep. your journey through that playing. Uh, and this is what we're going to talk about a little bit here, too, is like your LMU experience, because I, I feel like we could have dove into that a little bit more and how yeah. 
Like, I'm just loving seeing all these mid-major just studs pop out and play pro now. It's like, Sam, you started the trend. You did. (laughs) You did. It's the best. I love it. Um, But, yeah, we have to talk about this, though. I've always wanted to know this. Where did the Samu name, like, nickname, where did that come from? I love that this is where we're starting. My first... My first day in Japan, meeting my teammates, I'm introducing myself, and I'm, I, I'll never, ever forget this. My teammate, Miki, she said, I'm Miki, and I said, I'm Sam, and she thought I said same, so she's like, oh, same, Miki? She thought I was saying my name oh. was also Miki, and I'm like, no, 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 Sam, and, and their language and their alphabet works a little bit differently than ours. They more, they're more consonant-based mm-hmm. or syllable based and so they couldn't stop at sam so it became samu because they have a saw and a moo you know so samu and it carried over into the united states and it i don't think it's ever going to leave me it's perfect it's perfect i don't want to call you anything else to be honest no it feels right it feels right (laughs) we'll be in a professional setting i'll be like samu i mean sam Oh, there have been times where I've been told that people were trying to get my attention and I didn't turn until I heard Samu. Really? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know how often it happens, but I've been told, I, you turned when I said Samu. That's when I've been calling you for five minutes. Incredible. I love it yeah. so much. You are literally two days off of it. Well, technically you didn't get to play your last day of AUX, which is sad. Yeah. I'm dealing, yeah. so I live like a couple hours away. Same thing. Uh-huh. I haven't left my house. Like, because of how bad yeah. the smoke from like Canada, I think that's where yeah. it's all coming from. It, yeah, it was it was really challenging, and I will I will tell you we we being the PEC and the entire company, we were working on it all day, trying to figure out what can we what can we do, how can we go forward, yeah. what's going to happen, if, you know. And th- there were a lot of there were a lot of factors that went into it, but when even looking at pictures from that day, I'm, I'm like, yeah, no, we should we we made the right call. It was not going to be good. And, um, we've gotten a lot of support from people saying like, yeah, it wouldn't have been safe to play. It would just, we'd still be coughing if we were playing. Yes. Yeah. I know. And with a newborn baby, I'm like, I can't even go on a walk outside. It's like so sad, but dang prayers to everybody in Canada dealing with these fires. But I'm, I'm glad you guys did what you did too. Cause it's just not safe. But anyway, your days off of like season, AUX season, um, yes. last time we talked about AU and now there's the element of also AUX. Can you just tell us the difference between the two and also the similarities? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the structure is the same. You've got your point system, you've got, you know, your leaderboard, you've got your captains, everything's the same in that manner. It's just condensed, shortened really fast and less players. So we play with three teams of 14. So we have a pool of 42 and then champ season, our full season is 60 players. So four teams of 15. So it's really a cool um, way. The reason that it was born was because we wanted more softball and we wanted the opportunity to get paid more. Mm-hmm. So Athletes Unlimited said, all right, let's 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 give the people what they want. And the people, because in, in AU, the athlete is first, like the people being us, give them what they want. And so they've done a really good job of providing us with the opportunity to uh, play more, get paid. And the other thing too, is like for the old gals, like getting out there and getting some games in before full season is really, it's really cool. It's really nice for the returners. We did have a few rookies in there this year, which Mm -hmm. was really nice. Get them a little taste, a little flavor of AU and um, get them used to it before the full champ season comes. But yeah, there's, 
there's a little bit of differences, but for the most part, it's still Athletes Unlimited. Yeah. And you had a part of um, drafting this year, right? All right. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about that. Take me through draft. Yeah, that that is one of the most fun things to do for the player executive committee. For those who don't know, the PEC is in charge largely of the player group. We send out the contracts, we draft the rookies, we we are involved with making those pieces fit together. And this year was cool because there was a lot of COVID seniors. There was a lot of people who were just really ready to get into the pro space. But it's cool because it means you get to watch college softball. You get to see, hey, who's doing this? Who's doing that? So-and-so is having a better year this year than last year. Just really being involved in the game and watching it, it's just so much fun. So this class was really, really good. We've got some bonus kids that we, you know, we're really lucky to pick up. We've been able to make some pivots where we've had other people, like some rookies, make other dis- decisions. But yeah, it's it's really, I'm, I got a little taste of some of the rookies so far, and I can't wait to meet the rest of them at, at Champs season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so fun. I, I loved watching all of the draft as well. What's it like? So for those, I mean, you know, there's some dreamers here that want to play pro softball. What what do these rookies have to say? Like when they when they get chosen or like what are they like when you onboard them? How do you onboard them? Like it's got to be a fun little process. Yeah, actually it's it's really fun and it's really tricky because we draft them while they still have eligibility. So we are not allowed to talk to, to communicate. Yeah. We can't jeopardize their amateurism. We don't want to ruin any sort of opportunity they have with their eligibility. So once their seasons are done and their eligibility is up, we have a very thorough, really awesome presentation that we put them through for Athletes Unlimited to basically explain, hey, this is what this is. Mm. So this is what you've seen and here's what goes into it. And Sherry and I get on those presentations and just give them to the rookies and answer any questions that they have and basically try to paint a picture so that they know what to expect before they step into Rosemont. So I, I like our process. I think it's really cool. Um we, we do want to get to a place in pro softball where people can declare for the draft because you see that in the MLB and the NBA, NFL, those things sure. where they do declare. And I think we want to get to a place where we can have these athletes declare one way or the other. Say, I want to, I want to go pro, whoever will have me. I want to go pro here. I want to go pro here. I don't want to go pro, whatever it is. We, we want to get to a point where we can have that. Yeah. That's cool. And I do want to ask you more questions later about like, what do you see professional softball building to? Because like you, you are like, you're working from the ground up. Like AU is still new, like all of this. And you guys are like building this system. And I, I truly love and adore everything you're doing. Like if it's not evident on Twitter and all the things that that I'm seeing and saying and, you know, talking about AU, I think it's just incredible. I do have to bring this up. So you have had the chance to play with my old high school teammate, Andrea Filler. I love her so much. She's coming on the podcast soon. Thank God. Because we have so so much to talk about. Yeah. So we want to stay titled together junior year. She went originally, she played for Boston College and then came to the Big Ten. So we played against, like literally I love her to death and I'm so happy she's still playing. Like it just makes my heart melt. Like what's it like playing with and against, I guess, Andrea? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that you brought this up because she was someone when I met her at AUX last year, because yeah, last year was her first Athletes Unlimited experience. It was just like, I felt like I knew her forever. I felt like she was somebody who I could really become good friends with and I could trust and I could come to with something difficult or something easy or anything like that. And since then, we played together a little bit last year and she's joined the PEC. So now I get to talk to her 
all the time. Mm -hmm. And she's just so steady. She's just so steady and so good. And I just, she just exudes this calm, confident presence that you want to be like, you know, you're just like, yeah, Phil, I would, I want to be like you. (laughs) Um, But I just, I think I would just describe her so much as steady. She's really, she's really a solid person. And I know I could call her and, and like talk her ear off and she'd give me the best perspective that I ever could have needed, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's been a real pleasure and a real joy to be her teammate, to have her on the PEC and to, you know, when softball's all said and done to force her to be my friend for the rest of our lives. <laughs> well, that's easy. It. That's easy. You're awesome. But yeah. yeah, it just warms my heart to see she's in great hands at AU oh. and AUX. Like it's just yeah. awesome. I love it so much. So um, okay. So here's a little fun question that, Oh yeah, you know I'm sure you hear a lot, but you know, look at you. You you look like you're getting ready. You know what? I feel like you know what I'm gonna ask. You know, especially when AU first came out, like I was even one of these people. I was just like, this point system. It seems like, and I know how athletes think, right? Like I've studied psychology. I've interviewed psychologists on the podcast. It's like a lot of times people can think that AU is like selfish. Like it's like, oh, well, the winner has the most points. So you always have to be thinking about yourself. But I know Mm -hmm. you don't think of it that way. And I've talked to you and I've talked to other players and like, it's like almost the opposite. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, I think it's a really good point to bring up. I think it's really important to note, especially because when you're in it, when you're there and you see like when, when you're within the system and functioning throughout it, that is the the farthest thing from your mind. The the champion cannot be the champion without winning games with their team. Yeah. And that's, that's the truth. Like you can be the best player, hit 15 home runs, get all the MVP points and win zero games and you're not champion. Mm. So I think what's really, really cool and special about it is that how many games do you see where you've watched in travel ball or even college or where you can see a team has given up at some point during a game where you can see, yeah, you know what? Like let's, th- this game just needs to be over. That does not happen at AU. No. We are first to last pitch. Everybody's in it. Every, like there's a game we were watching the other day. It was 10 to zero in like the second inning. And the team that was getting their t- tushies kicked, they came back and they won three or four innings for that game. And there's just, it, there's just so much competitiveness and so much team environment that it, it's, I'd like to think I can explain it well with words, but I think that when you see us play, you don't see that they're giving up or I, I mean, anybody who's played a team sport knows that there's games where you could be losing, but if your teammate was three for four or four for four, they don't really care mm-hmm. that that doesn't happen at AU. What happens at AU is everybody wants to win every single inning, every pitch, everything. And then whoever wins wins, yeah. you know? So And everybody's happy for the champion. Everybody like was just so thrilled for Rachel, for AUX, you know, last year for Deja, just everybody has, is just surrounds everyone with support and love. And I think that's really cool. I think it's really special. Yeah. And I know, especially these past few weeks watching, there were so many comebacks, like games where you're like, you know, if I turn it off, like this team will probably win. And then they don't like, it's like, yeah, it's insane. You know, it's always a battle. Like you said, every pitch matters. Like it's, yeah. And that's what I love about it too. Now it seems to be, you know, Deja is a catcher, but Rachel's a pitcher that also hits. Like, do you feel like there are some advantages based on like how you play, what position you play and things like that? 
For sure. I think that the best chance anybody's going to have to win Athletes Unlimited is being a hitting pitcher Mm. because you get points on both sides of the ball. The way that our point system works out, the way that it is right now is they've done a really good job behind the scenes of trying to figure out a way to make it equal opportunity for pretty much everybody. It's not easy. There's a lot of things that people, you know, why, why, why not this instead of this? Or how come there's no points for RBIs and, and things like that. Yeah. So I'd imagine our point system, the way it looks today, it might look different in 10 years. Who knows? But a hitting pitcher gets points on both sides of the ball. But they also give up. If they give up an earned run, they lose 10 points. So a pitcher like Rachel can can hit a home run. But if she gives up four earned runs, then those points are now it's null. You know, so that's a good point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there's just so many intricate pieces that go into it. So it's wild. Last year, seeing the, the first position player in Deja to win it was really big. It was really, you know, kind of showing the tried and true part of the system. But also, you know, the, the game, you, you're you're going to go really far with a really good pitcher. Yep. And everybody knows that. Hey, if, I think about that at LNU all the time. Man, if we had an ace or if we had this, we're going farther. Yes. So the pitch- really important and they know that too they know they're really (laughs) (laughs) they do we love our pitchers I've interviewed many I need to interview more catchers to get you know the real side of pitchers but yeah I think and and they deserve to be you know they they know what they need they know what they want but yeah you're right it's all it all comes together and I'm really glad that you mentioned how your champion is going to be the one who wins more games right like so Mm -hmm. it's it's really cool to see because you you hear interviews from, you know, Oklahoma or teams that just win championships, no matter the sport. Mm-hmm. And you know, those teams are like not each other's best friend, but like everybody's got each other's back. Everybody knows mm-hmm. their role. And I feel like AU, like you're saying, it does such a great job of just like encouraging that because, you know, yeah. you're not going to be the champion unless your team wins and you have to be a team player. Right. So it, right. it really brings out the best of softball, like truly. It's, it does. It's so neat. And I could probably say this confidently. I said probably and then confidently. I can say this ah, confidently. Not every player that comes out of college is meant for AU. Like, totally. And the system that you guys have built, it's about culture. It's about, you know, teamwork. And, like, I will say some of the best players in the world, like, they're selfish, you know, and they wouldn't fit in here. But yeah, and they would learn that very quick. But I just, I really right. do love the culture that you guys have built. And I say you guys, because it is all about, you know, the players are leading it. It's so fun. It's really cool. It's so fun. Now you have, oh gosh, I totally am blinking on what you call the, they're not coaches, but they, the facilitators. facilitators. Thank you. Mom brain. Let's just, (laughs) let's just say it's the mom brain, the facilitators. How does that dynamic work? I'm interested to hear because I love seeing O'Toole like be able to be in this new role too. I know, right? It's it's interesting because it depends on the captain. Yeah. You could have a captain who doesn't really need much help with making a lineup or drafting or, or anything like that and just needs help hitting fungo and game, game management or something like that, you know? But then you could have a, a captain who's like, I trust you to do everything. So the, the roles are dependent on the captain. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's cool to have it's it's nice having somebody there and they're there as well. Like if I if I walked up to an Ellie Cooper and said, Hey, I can you watch my swing? Like, are you seeing anything? They're there for that as well. Mm. But they don't go into your space basically like like as a college coach would. Yeah. Where responsible for you as a player. We're all out there, you know, 
and we learn from each other. That's what's really cool is, you know, the facilitators do add and they help us out a lot. But if there's days at practice, like I'm talking to sis at shortstop and saying, hey, on this ball, do you want me to try to cut that off as much as I can? Or do you want me to let it go and get to you? You know, learning through each other and through the players and just the environment is one of my favorite parts of the pro game. It really is. Yes. It's so cool. Honestly, I'm so I selfishly wish that's what it was like when I played. Like I'm I told you this last time. I wish I was still in yeah. shape to like keep playing because I wish I think, too, Ash. Hey, I, facilitator. Hey, I'm just kidding. Come on. Come on. <laughs> we can talk. We can talk off script. Um, but I think just it's so it's so neat that it is present. Like the players that play in this league and just pro in general, you're able to like play to your strengths but also realize like you have more to build and you have people around you that are really good at what they do. And you can just ask and like, see what they're all about. And I, I hope, and I think some college programs have that type of dynamic, like where you just like feed off each other. But yeah, that is pretty cool. Like things to look forward to anybody that wants to play pro highly, highly recommend this environment because yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And it it, players are, I I believe it's going to breed longevity Mm -hmm. in careers. I really do. And I think that that's, I mean, realistically, that, that's the goal. That's the dream. You know, how many, we've seen so many players come out, play one year, be done, play two years, be done. And you're like, what could they have been? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to breed longevity here. I yes. really do. Yeah. It's so exciting. I love it. <laughs> Can we talk about LMU for a bit? Because I, I'll, I'll talk your ear off. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> so not, on, not only are you in the Hall of Fame at LMU, but... You're in the Hall of Fame and like a lot of other things. You can share them. <laughs> You're now currently in West Coast Conference Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Um, your county's Hall of Fame. Like the yeah. world is your oyster, Sam. And here, and you <laughs> went to LMU, which some people are like, oh, well, like that's like a mid-major. Why didn't you play at a bigger school? Yeah. I don't think, Constantly. would you have these accolades if you played at a bigger school? Who knows? Right. It, I, I wish that I could do one of those like nightmare before Christmas. What's the movie where he goes the ghost of Christmas past anyway. Oh, um, oh, you know crap. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Mom brain again. Wait, no, we, no. we have to do this. It's uh... a Christmas story. <laughs> no. no, that's the one with the kid and the pistol. Yeah. A Christmas um, Carol. Christmas Carol. That's it. Oh, yes. My so favorite how, version how, of that, by the way, is Muppets Christmas Carol. I think that's that is the best one of all of them. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Okay, keep going. I love that. Well, I, I I wish in my life I could go back and see had I taken a different path, what my future would look like. I really would love because in my heart of hearts, I know that it would have not been the same. I, I do know that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, the the universe did what it was supposed to do in putting me on the path, but yeah, I get that a lot. Like, oh, why didn't you go somewhere bigger? Why didn't you, oh, like, almost like your success is in spite of LMU. Mm. And it's it's the complete opposite. My success is because of LMU. Because I went to a place that I, I was just allowed to be exactly who I needed to be and grow into who I needed to become. And I, who's to say, I mean, I would like to think I would have grown as a person going somewhere, somewhere else and had freedom to do the things that Sam needed it. But just the whole, the round, the well-roundedness of the experience that I got at LMU is what propelled me into now playing, goodness me, 11 years after I graduated college. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I'll, I'll say it until I'm blue in the face that if I got the chance to go through the recruiting process again, 
a hundred percent of the time I, I go back to LMU. Mm, that's so cool. I, so I didn't go, so I don't know, call Purdue a mid-major, call them. I mean, we're in, we're in a large conference, but right. I find myself attracted to the words that you just said, because my experience was so similar. Like mm-hmm. I never went to a regional playing at Purdue, like ever. Right. And I'm playing professionally for two years with Everybody has been to a regional, just about, just about. Everybody's been yeah. to a regional. Many have been to the yep. World Series. And I'm yep. sitting here like, I don't understand. And yeah. I heard it once from somebody. It was somebody I'm, I, I don't have to share any names, but like, they were like, oh, well, you've never seen like softball at its, you know, finest. And I'm like, maybe, but I'm still good, right? Like, right. like why are you trying to downplay it? But I yeah. think a lot of people, they want to say these things. Like, it's just so easy yeah. for them to be like, you could have played somewhere bigger. Like, what a bummer. Right. And I'm just like, no, I would have not, I would have never been able to find the success that I did without the same things you're saying, without the athletic program that just wanted what was best for every student athlete that went through the, went through Purdue that the academics in it, like I wasn't a huge, like nerd, like my youngest sister who loved school, but like I was challenged there. I loved the challenge there. I loved the community I built there. Like I wouldn't have been able to even play pro without, without my school. So, you know, what would you say to like the athlete who's like looking to play college and like wants just like the fame of a big school, but like, why didn't you go for that? I know you shared a little bit, but like, what would you say to them? I, I have a lot, I have a lot I could say. That's what's crazy is like, I think about what, what was important to me personally. I had to be close to home. I knew I was going to be miserable if I went, out of state or somewhere where I couldn't see my, my family unless I got on a plane. I, that was really important to me. And then the schooling, goodness, what a degree. Mm-hmm. LMU, shoot, like that. When I decide to take it off the wall and blow the dust off it and use it, I know it's going to be great. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, one thing actually, like your story about that you never went to a regional and so, you, you know, you never seen softball at its best is I feel like I am the most competitive person that I know. And like, obviously I know people like Haley McClenney and Amanda Chittister who are super competitive. And I would say like, I'm as competitive as they are. Right. Yeah. But, Oh, you must, I mean, you must not have cared that much about a world series. Like, actually I wanted to take LMU. I wanted us to go together to, to the world series, but it didn't happen. And that doesn't make us any less competitive. Like I wanted to win every single game. I want to win at everything that you could, I want to do dishes faster than the person doing dishes next to me. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I don't like that. Sometimes it correlates into competitive nature because it doesn't, it it really, it really doesn't. So for for anybody who, if you want to go to a big school, because you want a chance at winning a world series and you're okay with not playing, go, go to that school. But I wanted to step foot on, on the field as a freshman and earn a spot. And I got to play, every single inning of every single game that I played at LMU. And that was huge for me. Mm-hmm. I wanted that. And could I, could I have gone to a bigger school and sat my freshman year? I absolutely know that I could have done that. That's not what I wanted. And I think that figuring out what you want right now and what you believe in yourself that you're going to want and what's important to you, that's going to lead you to the right school. There's a spot for everybody. There's a spot for everybody. And it's not... It's not big school or bust. It's not D1 or bust. It's go to the school that makes the most sense for you. Shoot, we've played with 
players in the pro league that went to division two, two schools. Anything, anything can happen because you're in the place that can help manifest it. That can help grow it and breed it for you. You know? Yeah. So well said. So well said. I felt like it was all over the place, but it was because I was just getting redder. I think I said, I'm getting more passionate. No, I love it. <laughs> I love it. And, um, you know, I, I love that you said you wanted to help take LMU to like new heights. Because I, I honestly, that was my big selling point for Purdue. And like, okay, here's the deal, guys. I went to an in-state school. I was not, everybody assumes that everybody gets full rides. I don't know why. I was not I on a full ride my freshman year. I was an in-state sk- like kid. Like, we don't have to talk about logistics, but, right. you know, what sold me was like, hey, Purdue's not where we want it to be. And we think that you can help, you know, Purdue mm-hmm. become something great. And again, I guess I didn't get there we didn't get to the great things that I had envisioned, but same thing. Like you're around people that want to compete. Like it's fun. Like, yeah. And you're building something. And I think that's, that's somebody to say for Jordy ball. Like she's leaving a massive program that might win, you know, 10 more. I mean, (laughs) I hope it's a little more competitive in the future, but like they might win every championship and some people go to schools to win championships. And I'm like, that wasn't everything, you know, for Jordy. She wanted right. something There's else. More. She wants to help build Nebraska and make them, you know, as good as all these great. And I think that's right. cool. And and she went back to her roots, back to what she wanted. So, because yeah. you don't see it the other way. You normally see people transfer to schools where right. they're winning so. more. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's why I'm like full support. Go Jordy. Like, I think this is right. what our sport needs. And it's funny that what you're saying too about like building the building the program, you know, leaving things better than you found it and stuff. I'll never I'll never forget this. My, our last game, my last game as an LMU Lion, we were at St. Mary's. We had just lost, and it was it. That was the end of my career. And we were high fiving through the game through through the line at the end of the game. And the head coach pulled me aside and said, "Thanks for putting this conference on the map." Ooh, oh, and I've I got goosebumps. Me too. I will never. <laughs> I will never, ever forget that because it was really meaningful. But it also, I was, ju- I was just playing softball. Yeah. I didn't go. People say all the time, oh, big fish, little pond. I'm like, I was just another fish with the other fish. It wasn't, it wasn't like that at all. It was just, I was, even I've, I've even talked to my teammates, my, one of my good friends, Kelly, who we hit back to back in the lineup with each other. I said, I never felt like I was just this superstar and everybody else was here. And it was, no, we were here. Mm-hmm. We were here and we were, had fun and we were a group and we were a family. And I just, I just kept going. That That's pretty much, I look back and I think of the accolades and the, the different things that have happened. I'm like, I, it's, I was just playing softball and loving every second and being myself. And I think that, that head coach saying that to me was, profound. I was like, holy crap. I mean, I'm upset because we lost, but like, thank you. <laughs> wow. Go somewhere where you can feel that. Like, I think, yeah, can we, I don't want to end the podcast right now, but I, we could end it right there. Felt like a mic drop. It kind of did. I love <laughs> this. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And it's funny that that is what now you are building in the professional space. That's cool. Full circle, man. Goodness. That is so flipping cool. Anything else you want to say about LMU? I mean, you cover a lot of bases. I know. I mean, I just loved every second. There were there things that were t- challenging. Like I didn't have a full week's worth of clothing from LMU until I was a junior. Okay. You know, I I had either I was either wearing dirty shirts or I was doing laundry. 
but just seeing the growth over the, le- the years has been so fun. It, make, it makes it all worth it where you're like, yeah, so I wear a gray shirt, blue shorts all day, every day. They might be clean. They might be not. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I, I hear I hear about everything that the big schools get. And I'm like, I remember like, you guys, you guys get a glove? Mm. You guys get a backpack? You guys get this? And I, I'm grateful. I'm really grateful that even to this day, now playing and coming into my fourth season with Athletes Unlimited where we get everything versus when I had to like buy an LMU sweatshirt to represent. I'm every, every, every scrap of anything I get, I am so grateful and so thankful. And I know that a lot of it comes from where I've come from, you know? And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm lucky. Yeah. That's so neat. You get to see everything. That's the, yeah, all of it. More goosebumps. It's fine. Do you wish you can actually see Sam and I having this epic conversation? Well, you can find just about every podcast interview, including this one on my YouTube channel. If you type in Ashley Burkhart training into YouTube, find my logo, you'll be able to find this podcast and many other podcast interviews, a bunch of my favorite hitting drills, and even some mindset training there as well. I upload content there just about every week, so make sure to subscribe to that so you can be the first to know when my next video is uploaded. You can also find that link in the show notes. All right, let's head back to the show. This one, I think a lot of us have this question for you. How do you keep the game so fun? Like you look I, like you're having a blast, even if you're like zero for three or three for three. Like I just, how? I actually I love softball. I like I know you're supposed to separate like what you do and who you are, but I can't. I just feel like I am softball, <laughs> and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like being out on the field, yeah. If I'm zero for three or if I'm three for three, like. I get to be in the box. I feel I'm like, that's what Matt, I just get to be out there and it is fun. None, it's all real too. Like I said that to my mom, actually the other day we were talking about me and sis Bates cause we're a little giddy out there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mom, it's real. It's not even just like, we're not putting it on. We're just, that's just real. And, um, I think that it just comes down to doing exactly what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it feels, I feel really lucky just to be able to say that I get to do that and I love to do it. You're obsessed. 100%. Obsessed. Now, for a new wife, mom, whatever you want to call me now, how do you balance? You have a husband. Like, how do you balance that? Like, does he just not care at all about softball? I feel like you just need, like, the opposite. Or is, or is he, like, obsessed <laughs> like you are? Like, what? How does that work? He is so... He's also in the kitchen, and he can hear me Let's right go. now. Let's so. go. Let's bring him out. <laughs> he has been there through more like I didn't realize how much of my post-college softball he's been a part of until I really look back I'm like I graduated 11 years ago and he's been here for about almost 10 years like Mm -hmm. every opportunity that's come every tryout that's come every trip that softball's gonna take me on he's like yeah go do it Uh, yeah go ahead go you want to do it go do it I think you should doesn't skip a beat doesn't think twice he's just I'll be here when you get back and mm. I'm going to watch. 
I'm going to watch you every step of the way. And he started out with no softball. I mean, like he knew this, he knew what the sport was, but like going, going over, I, I realized how much terminology softball and baseball uses that I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this is a different Like I'm language. talking a new language. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But you know, he, he pestered me for a while. I want my own glove. I want my own glove. I got him a glove. And he's, he's just like soft. I think he's just, I think he's a softball fan now and he watches all the games and he has feedback and it's really, it's been a really fun journey with him to kind of go through it and see it through his, it's so pure, Mm -hmm. you know, and even, even if I don't get a hit or something and he'd be like, you did really good out there. Thank you. That's so nice. Thank you. You (laughs) know, so he's, Yeah. yeah, he's, he's, um, very understanding and very supportive and i i i couldn't do it i i mean you can't have i couldn't have both if he wasn't like that mm, that's so cool I think we all need that like we all need somebody yeah. to like one keep us in check because he knows you as you like yeah. not the softball player who you might not even recognize who that is you know what i mean totally like and he knows no not a clue yeah yeah because you're like not a clue i don't know her and, you're, and he's like no, no. It keeps you grounded exactly yeah. he's like i don't know you like we still have chores to do around the house you know yeah like come on like i'm tired i don't want, yeah yeah that's that's marriage i love that yeah that's amazing it's great i'm very um, lucky how's your dog do without you for so long though i don't think he cares i mean he has been kind of close to me the last day but um i'll be on facetime with kevin and i'll be like can i see reggie i'll be like reggie right and he doesn't he's not looking <laughs> He's like, mind your business. He's like, I so, took your spot on the couch. Oh yeah, no, he's he's not happy that he's got to share the couch again. Mm. Aw, <laughs> so cute. I know you post about him a lot. He's adorable, and I'm a big yeah, dog person too, which is fun. I know you are. I am. I am. Okay, I was debating if I wanted to bring this up, but I just love this conversation so much. Um, you're very prevalent on Twitter. Um, <laughs> you know, we talked last time. We talked about internet trolls. We don't have to like go to like talk about. You know, why are we so, you know, why do we want to defend our sport so much? Which, like, we obviously understand. Like, we we have barriers we still need to reach. But, yeah. Um, yeah. and people just don't get it. But when it comes down to, like, social media and, like, recruiting right now, I feel like you and I have similar opinions on this. It's, yeah. it's a monster. It's turning into, like, uh, this crazy place. Like, I don't even want to be anymore, almost. It's it's different i want to say weird but i don't want to come off as like sounding like i'm talking down but it's it's weird i know i don't because i don't understand it Mm -hmm. because i can remember i can remember the advice i even give to kids now it's like make make your communication with schools that you're interested personal yeah make it personal tell them what do you love about purdue that you're reaching out what do you love about lmu that you you want to you want to see yourself there for four years now i feel like i see this on twitter of like here's a video of me hitting tags, 12 different coaches that are like from all different conferences, all different schools, all like Amanda Chittister made a comment recently. We were, we were, um, she was in Chicago, which was really nice. And she said, yeah, I saw a kid tag me last. <laughs> I want to be tagged first. <laughs> Cause she's coaching now what, at Michigan. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So you see that and you just wonder, like, I just, I don't, I know it's, I know it's a new beast, but yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what anything about how, how is like, is it really efficient? Is it working? Yeah. Like is, is a coach saying, actually I saw your tweet and I loved it and come on a visit. Like, I don't know. I doubt it. 
I'm saying that I think I've talked to several college coaches at this point and they're like, yeah, if I see like a bunch of other coaches tag, I don't even look at it. And I'm like, I, that, if that I tells you something, it. I mean, obviously you want to show that you're interested, but like mm-hmm. do it in an email, do it in a private DM to the coach. Like send that same video to them directly. Yeah, you can exactly like you can send it to all the coaches that you're tagging, but it's not right. exactly exciting if you're tagged with 20 other coaches. Like, yeah. They want to. They want to feel like they're the only one in your life, right? Like, right. That's right. how relationships work. But yeah, I I don't know. I kind of want to just talk about it with you because you're you're on Twitter too. You see it. Like, yeah. it's this evil ball game. And I was joking with you before. I was like, I think when I was getting recruited, I was like, oh, just had a great omelet for breakfast. Like it was like, I think coaches back then yeah. just wanted to make sure you were a good person. Like they just wanted to make sure you're not getting yeah. into trouble. Like. And now right. it's like this whole other realm. I think I tweeted the other day. I was like, if if social media is the only way you're contacting coaches, you're doing it wrong. Like, that's not personal yeah. at all. No, I, I think that there's some things that have changed and will change. But I think there's some things that haven't and shouldn't change. Like, you're, you're going to go to a school for four years and you're going to, you know, or five, who knows. And I mean, shoot, that's a whole other conversation. Are people going to go for four years? Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, yes. Um, where you, it's like you said, it's relationships. You got you're like building it from the start, and like, how am I ever going to know if I'm your fallback option? Yeah, you've tapped twenty other coaches, and you end up here. Like, is this where you wanted? And it very much could have been that's the case, but now I can see that that's the case because mm-hmm. you're putting it on. Me. And you're tagged last. And- Yeah. And I'm tag last. Does that mean anything? Was it alphabetical order? Because Amanda is pretty high up in the alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Good point. Yeah. So, yeah. And I I think I just need to get more college coaches on here and ask them because I think, you know, I I would like to know how they think too, but I can't imagine they want to be tagged with 14 other coaches and you bragging about like what your stats were that weekend. Like you could have played in the worst tournament in the country. And your right. stats have been 800, but like, would that have mattered? You know, like it, it, it doesn't. And I, I can remember, um, I, I can remember getting that advice and get, now giving that advice of like, yeah, if you hit 20 home runs in your high school season, that's, that's like a, a half of the story because were they ground balls that got through the outfield? Yeah. Good point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like no defense behind them. Pitcher's not great. Like I just told that to somebody yesterday. I kid you not. Um, yeah. I hit like 650 in high school, which like we, we, we're pretty competitive in Indiana. I actually am going to brag on us real quick. We have like oh. three of the top 25 high school teams in the country. And like, that's right oh. next to Texas, right next to California. So like, oh. we're okay here. All right. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, like we're competitive here, but like you're only playing, you know, five competitive teams out of right. you know, 30 games. So of course, right. like my batting average is going to be a lot. But like, yeah, college coaches aren't really, they don't care about that. You know, like they do not care. And if you're trying to compare your stats from high school to this travel ball season, like good luck. And if your stats are like that in travel ball, you're not playing good enough teams. Like you're not Uh, like, that's not making you better. But anyway, sorry. I uh, needed to go on that tangent for some reason. I don't know. No, I love that. And I will go on that tangent with you anytime. (laughs) Julie, because it's a, I mean, it's a different beast. Yeah, but it, it does bother me when people like always share their stats and they're, you know, three you know for what? four. It, it, 
it I, I just saw it on Twitter yesterday of like dropped a bomb this weekend. I'm like, I don't I like barely talk like that with my parents. Yeah. Like seriously. Like, yeah, need, dropped a bomb. Yeah. You need to talk like you're talking to a friend. Like yeah. I think this is why I love you on Twitter, because you're just talking to like your friends. Like that's just who you are and how you always have played yeah, real. are. You're so real. You're yeah, so I, I I do my best because someone actually who was I with? I don't remember. It, we were oh, it was Mary Iacopo. She's a grad assistant over at Arizona State, so we hit together, mm-hmm. getting ready for our second mm-hmm. season. And she said, "Sam, like, this is I'm saying this as a compliment, but you're exactly the same experience online as you are in person." I'm like, "That, I, I, I hate that. That's a compliment because that means that people aren't." Yes, and I get it. I, I understand it. And I don't want people to be like, "Oh, you're different than I expected you to be." That people are like, "No, you're this. You're exactly as I expected you to be." You say a lot of stupid stuff. <laughs> No, that's, I mean, that's, it is a high compliment, but you're right. It feels, yeah, like I hate that it is because I want like, and that's what, you know, what we're talking about with the social media recruiting is like, how am I supposed to know this kid from her Twitter? I want to know her. I want her to have a conversation with me. I remember, I remember having to, I don't know if we've talked about this, but, but Purdue was heavily recruiting me when I was going through it. I don't know. Did we mention that? They were one of the big, them and BYU were like the other big ones. So was it Kim Marr then? Was she the? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And so I remember having to basically like, I, I had talked, you know, we had been talking of like, here's my tournament. Here's this and that. Like they had seen me at a, at a showcase or whatever it was. And I remember having to like break up with them and say, I've decided to choose LMU for my school, blah, blah, blah. And, and just like having that relationship and those conversations I think are so important and it kind of going by the wayside of being able to have those and it's scary it's scarce different they are different. nobody likes this is this is I'm so glad you mentioned this because I think now I'm seeing this more often that like nobody wants to have the uncomfortable conversation right yeah. like if you're gonna say no to somebody say no to them like do yeah. not drag it on and do not not communicate because it's a really sticky place that you don't want to be in. Like, come on, like right. be uncomfortable. You have to tell the schools that are interested in you that you don't want to go there or else you're uh, going to like burn bridges. Who wants that? Are you kidding? Yeah. Right. Like you, it, it sucks, but it, it's respectful. It and is respectful. Why would, I, why would I let them find out some other way that I was committed to LMU? That seems even grosser to me. It is gross because you're probably going to end up playing them. Like that's just how this works. At some point in time, that's how it works. Be like, hey, I know we haven't talked since I totally ghosted you. <laughs> Literally though, like if anybody gets anything from this conversation, I mean, I hope they grab a lot of things because we've covered a lot of <laughs> amazing bases, but yeah. understand that like recruiting is a relationship and like definitely make it, don't make it about you either. Because like, if you, right. you, you obviously have to talk confidently about what it is you want, what you like, but like, of course. if you're going to become friends with somebody, you don't want to sit there and talk about yourself the whole time. It's just not going to work. Yeah. It's a good point. It's not a really good point. Like you have, yeah. you have to, if you admire a school, like you want to play Michigan. Why? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to play Michigan? Yeah. What do you like about them? What do you like about the culture? What, what do you want to help yeah. do there? Well, yeah, I don't know. I think you got to think about it as like are you, you're not going to develop a relationship by talking about yourself the whole time. Sorry, it's just not going to work. Not and it's not the nature of our our sport either. It really isn't. No, no. And I 
back to AU. Like, I just love that you guys are just the most unselfish people because you guys yeah. are setting the best example. And I, I could argue that like 99.99% of you are all exactly what you're saying. Like you are yourself. Like when people meet you, they see on Twitter the same person that they see, you know, in person when you get their autograph. Like, yeah, there's something to that. I, and I, I, I mean, obviously I'm incredibly biased, but I agree. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it now. Okay. This is, I don't know. Do we, I want to go here. It's uncomfortable, but I want to go here. We have two professional leagues right now. Yep. Like I, I love professional softball. I wanted to, I wanted to build. Do you ever see there just being one? Like, do you see two leagues becoming one? Do you see, um, because I, I think, you know, if we want to be as big, I always compare things to like the largest thing, like MLB is where it is, right? Like that would be sick if we had that. And we're building towards it, but we can't have two leagues and that be a thing, you know? Right. I'm, and I'm with you. I'm like part of these uncomfortable conversations all the time. I might be sweating True. right now asking this question, but yes. keep. No, going. ask away. It's important. It's important because I, I don't want people to think, oh, they play AU. They hate WPF. Oh, they play WPF. They hate AU. I mean, some, maybe some that that's true somewhere. I don't know. Like, I don't know everybody, but I want there to be professional softball opportunities. Like at the end of the day, we had, we had players who said, no, I'm going to go play WPF instead of AU. And you know what? Like go play softball, play as much softball as you can. Mm -hmm. Do I wish that you were playing with us? I, I would be lying to people if I said no, Mm -hmm. no, I don't really care. No, I do care. I really care. I want, I want everyone to be happy and play in athletes unlimited. Mm -hmm. But does that mean that it's a knock on WPF? No, you can, both things can exist, right? Mm -hmm. Do I envision that to become one? No, I don't envision that because AU is AU's model. Yes. And Mm -hmm. it is different. It is different. And I don't foresee it becoming going away from it because then it's not the essence of AU is gone. Right. I do hope that we can get it to where we're not conflicting. That's, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we want mm-hmm. to do is to not conflict because AU was a standalone pro softball league for a little bit, a couple of years, you know, it was just us. And so we had to make decisions because it was just us yep. and we have ESPN, we have these sponsors, we have a lot of things that propel us to a place where we make decisions based on those things. And we want, like we being you know, the player executive committee, everybody, everybody, we want, we want more opportunity and more people to play softball. So the conversations are happening. We have a lot of, there's a lot of factors that go into it that are definitely above my pay grade, but they are happening. And we, I think we all want that. Like I can't speak on WPF's behalf because I don't, I'm not in any of those conversations, but mm-hmm. I think we all want that. I think we all want it to be to where we don't have to pick Yeah, and we can go forward playing more softball and making more money. Yeah. You know, and I know, I know, I mean, I don't know Lauren well, but I do know that one of her missions was to make sure it wasn't like it was when we first started playing pro, which we, you know, and she, she does sound like she wants to make it about, you know, player first, which I think I huge advocate for that too. Like, I think Mm -hmm. there's, there's a way to do both, but yeah, you're right. I think it would be nice if it wasn't conflicting because, but more opportunity. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's just so much potential, I think. And I like where we're headed. Um, yeah, it's good. There's there's more chances. Like we have 60 players in champ season. 
And there should be more than 60 softball players in the country playing professionally. Yeah. Like we, we, we're aware, we know. And do I believe in my heart of hearts that Athletes Unlimited is the prime professional experience? Absolutely. I've played in everything. I, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it, experienced it. Even just the decision of what we had to do, what we had to go through to decide of our games when the smoke was really bad. Yeah. That they put us first. Yeah. They, they prioritize the athletes and it is really great. And who's to say that I would have known or cared when I was 22, but now I'm, you know, I've been playing athletes unlimited since I was 29 now. And so I've obviously been around the block and older and have different, you know, understanding of things but i i i think it's i think it's a prime amazing elite professional experience and i hope that it is over there and i can't speak like i said i can't speak for the wpf i hope they get the same feeling i hope that they all feel elite and professional because that's what we need we need we need professional softball to be professional yeah and we need to continue to drive it in a professional manner mm-hmm. and i i want that for everybody yeah I completely agree, 150 million percent. And I think another thing is just like longevity, like wanting to be a professional for longer. Like when yeah. I got out, I was like, you know what? Like I think I'm gonna have a better life outside of NPF. Like I, I think I will. Yeah. So I did it. But you know, yeah. I think that is something that people can look forward to now is like an environment where yeah. they do feel loved and they do feel respected and they don't want to leave. Like. Cause I love mm-hmm. softball too. Like, obviously I wouldn't still be in it yeah. if I didn't have an obsession like you, but right. I have to lean my obsession into like not playing anymore, but helping others, you know, want right. to keep playing. Absolutely. And it's important cause that's what we need. We need it. We need it everywhere. We need it in, in the program. We need it out of the program. We need it in the youth. We just need, we need it to continue to be professional and to grow it professionally because pretty soon the, the oldies are leaving the game. You know, they're slowly leaving the game and we're, we're turning it over to, to new people, to young people and, and handing it over. And we wanted to continue to grow on the path that we've been working on for years and years and years, you know? Yeah. Agreed. But I love, I love where it's going. I really do. Um, people. So AU, when does, when does athletes unlimited championship season begin work and, and how can we watch? You can tune in on ESPN and their family of networks. Love that. We will. Our first game is July 28th and our last game is August 27th. But we report July 16th, so we'll be there for a little while before we start playing games, get all settled in, and get some scrimmages in, and, and get back, hit the ground running. Good. Amazing. Um, I'll probably be out again this fall. I, I, I only make it to, like, one game, which sucks. I just live close enough to where I'm like, do I want to stay overnight in Chicago? Like, yeah, right. I mean, I could just go You got to come out a, di- a week that me and Filler are on the same team. Oh, you're right. That's what I will yeah. look forward to. Yes, I don't care who's the captain. I mean, now that you're on this podcast, I'll say you're the captain. <laughs> um, no, that's Shoot. that's amazing. I think that would be perfect. And then I could sit with I'm all saying. the fillers. God, I love them so much. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Can't wait to watch. I have some five to thrive questions. I know I asked you these last time. Well, I asked you different questions, but Ooh, okay. I've got some new ones up my sleeve. We'll see if they're good. I mean, they might not be as good, but we'll find out. Okay. First, I need to know... What's the favorite walk-up song you've ever had? Rocky Like a Hurricane by the Scorpions. What? That's been my walk-up song since 2009. Why do I feel like I asked you that question already? I don't know. That's a great one, though. I, I'll, I have any any excuse I have to talk about that song, I will. So It's incredible. It's good. 80s, right? 80s rock. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think it's 1978, but don't Is quote it? me on that. Close enough. Okay. Great song. 
Great song. Um, what's a hidden talent that you have that nobody knows about? Gosh, I le- I truly feel like my only talent is like softball, but that's fair. Man, a secret a t- secret talent. It's hard for I us to come up with these. It's a hard. Question. I can't sing to save my life. I can't sing or dance. I'm not creative. I you know what? Like I can whip up a good meal. I'm I'm like sneakily a, a pretty decent cook. I would like to say. <laughs> I like it. But I have to feed myself, so it doesn't feel like a, sk- a talent or anything either because I have to eat. <laughs> That's fair. I think, like, Twitter is another hidden talent for you. Like, I think you're... Say less. Okay, we'll go with Say that. less. Social media. <laughs> Say less. That's what I would choose, but, I mean, I'm not you, so I just had to ask. That's so funny. Um, yeah, but I do witty comebacks in there every now and then. Yeah, that's true. Okay, this, other, this next one I have is you have multiple side gigs. Like, yeah, you, you do a lot of things, Sam. Like a lot of things. Is there a favorite side gig that you have? Like, what's the one that you're like, hands down, this is, I love this. This year um, was my first year as the chairperson of our player executive committee for Athletes Unlimited. Okay. And before it was held by Victoria Hayward. Mm -hmm. And I have loved it. Mm. Every second that I like... I get to talk to Sherry Kempf about everything. Like I, ca- I literally just like pick her up. Hey Sherry, like how you doing? Here's what I'm thinking. It's been I've loved being on the player executive committee. I've been on it on and off since the, the inception of the league, and I love it. I really love it to where I'm like starting to see the future. Yeah. In done playing, like I want to keep doing this important work. So yes, that I think is my Growing favorite side game. Day. I love it. Yeah, I, I I am just super passionate about it. It's been really fun. Um, can you please tell Sherry I said hello? Yeah, I'll, I'll text her right now. Back from <laughs> NPF days, she was she was always huge on just trying to make sure she's doing the right decisions for people and like. Yeah, I I bonded with her a lot. So big fan. She's been so wonderful. Yeah, perfect. Um, I'm deciding if I want to ask this question or the other one. Ooh, you can ask them both. <laughs> See, this one's cheesy though. Okay, I, I want to I do this one. What's the emoji right now that's like first on your list? Like you're using it the most. What's the emoji? It's, it's, it's like the half face though. Didn't so you it's like- use this like in the league this year? Like on base? Didn't you do this? Or was that? Uh, I could have. I don't know. I'm obsessed with that emoji. I don't know what it is. They even asked that immediately. They're like, what's your emoji? I was like. Really? They asked you that? Dang, I wasn't yeah. the first one to ask. How sad. No, but I would have, I'm same answer because I love that freaking guy. By the way, um, for people listening that can't see us. Oh yeah. The emoji Sorry. is like, what do you, like a sergeant, like captain. Like a salute, salute. Like the half screen salute. The salute emoji. Yep. Yeah. I Encouragement to go watch on YouTube because that's real yes. to find. See, I'm going salute. <laughs> um, incredible. Okay. Final question I have for you. And this one's a little deeper. It's not as fun. I, I think it's fun. Great. Where do you envision professional softball? You can say AU, like, because I know how much you live and breathe it. Um, where do you yeah. see it in 10 years? I, gosh, I would love to see it where, like, closer to where we deserve to be. Yes. You know, to where maybe players are just playing. Yeah. Instead of having four jobs when they go home after playing. Yes. I think AU has built something extremely sustainable. And they've built a foundation. I think that everything that went, like, they were working on Athletes Unlimited for a year before we stepped foot on the field. And I think that's really important. And I think it's, you look at the MLB when it was a baby, 
Like you look at then those men had other jobs and you look at building a foundation for growth. I think that's what athletes limited is doing. So I'd like to think that we maybe both leagues are still thriving and uh, coexisting with each other because everybody's playing softball. I'd like to see us on ESPN one. Yeah. But I, 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 the future feels bright. It feels hopeful. It feels like, I'll tell you, Ash, I'm sure you know the feeling I'm talking about. In the MPF, there was no security. There was no, like, is my team going to be here next year? Right. And that happened. That happened. After my second year in the, the league with the racers, the racers were no more. Yes. And it was like, am I done playing softball? What do I do? Yeah. You know? And I've, since day one of Athletes Unlimited, I, like, can sleep at night. Yeah. I don't have to worry about where my contract is coming from, where my money is coming from, what my... I know when I'm reporting, I know when I go home and I know when I'm reporting again next year, you know? Mm. So I, I see that sense of security growing and building and hopefully people making more money to just play softball. Cause I remember playing in Japan, playing in Japan and playing uh, for the independent team I was playing for. I was only a softball player all year long. Yeah. And it was, don't get me wrong. I love my side gigs, but just being a softball player, man, pretty bitchin'. That's the dream. That's, like bitching I love it Um, here for it but you deserve that you and every player in AU and every player that will come to AU or any professional league I should like say like you deserve that experience you know and I think girls that you know are 10 years away from playing pro like they have a lot to look forward to I think I'm sensing it yeah that's good incredible any final thoughts those are all my questions I have for you you nailed it yet again. You're always you're always asking the good questions and you're getting to the easy good stuff. to talk to. Like, let's just be real. Not every like I I was literally writing down like more things coming to my mind before we started recording. I love that. But like you're just it's it's free flowing. This is it's not it's not like this for everybody. Like I love all my guests. No, don't get me wrong. But like I feel like you and I have some I DNA it. that's very similar. We really really like I can't believe it's been an hour. I really Has thought, it really I'm like, see. I don't even know these yeah. things. 10 minutes. I like just looked. I'm like, oh, we're wrapping it up. Oh, I guess that makes sense. I was wondering why my stomach was rumbling. <laughs> yeah. It's about that time. It's about that time. I'm always Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I <laughs> I love talking about the important stuff. You know, I like I like talking about the fun stuff too, always. But yeah. I like talking about the important stuff. Me too. Me too. Well, more important things are coming. So you'll be on soon again, right? Yep. Absolutely. This is how we're going <laughs> to sign off. We're going to do the salute. Amazing. You're you're incredible. Can't wait to watch AU championship season coming up soon. Get some rest. I'm going to take a nap. I take think. a nap. It's end I might too. Yes. I got a sitter for the day. So. Yeah. Oh my Let's gosh. Go. Brilliant. Time for a nap. <laughs> incredible. All right. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Ash. See you on Twitter. Bye. <laughs> Clearly, no one loves softball more than Sam. I thought I was obsessed, and Sam takes it almost to a whole nother level. But that's why she's able to play and still keep it fun. Honestly, I was honored to be the first one to even ask her why she goes by the name Samu. That was probably my favorite question of the day. (laughs) You can follow all things Sam on social media by checking out the show notes. It's pretty clear Twitter is her favorite place to be. And there you can also find more about Athletes Unlimited and how you can support professional softball. Also, if you haven't already and are enjoying When the Cleats Come Off, make sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen so you can be the very first to be notified when my next episode drops. 
Also, make sure to follow me on social media for some of the best quotes, tips, and clips from each episode. You can find those in the show notes as well. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off, and never forget to stay awkward, stay humble, and keep smiling. I'll see you next week. Thank you.